life? I mean, truly happy? If I asked you to define what a truly happy life looks like, could you do it? I'm starting the conversation about what it means to be truly happy from within and why things that you think create your happiness from outside of yourself are actually not what creates a truly happy life. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and chat with me. I've missed you. Hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. I'm so excited to share tonight's special guest in the workshop, but before I do, I just want to remind you of a couple of upcoming events. On Friday, February the 24th, I am hosting two speaking events for women called Your Needs Matter Too, where I will share with you three keys for making yourself a priority guilt-free. What I know to be true is that women, as a rule, tend to be overgivers and overdoers who often feel guilty taking time away from their loved ones to give and do for themselves. You've all heard the old sayings, you can't pour from an empty cup, or you have to put your oxygen mask on first, right? They are cliche sayings for a reason, because they're true. You can't pour from an empty cup. You have to put your own oxygen mask on first. In today's world, especially with the pace and flurry of activity, It's more important than ever to learn practical ways to give and do for yourself so you don't hit a wall or burn out. So ladies, let's let go of the guilt and take some time for you. The events are at 12 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and registration is required. The link for more information and to register for Your Needs Matter too will be in show notes. I can't wait to see you there. This week, it was my absolute pleasure to sit down with my friend, Aubrey Moore. Aubrey is a sex and intimacy coach who empowers women to radically unlock their deepest sexual desires so they can safely explore and confidently communicate them to their partners. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I know you will too. So without further ado, welcome to the workshop, Aubrey Moore. So good morning, Aubrey, and welcome to the workshop. Thank you. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And I 100% love that you're drinking your coffee out of your booby mug. Yeah, this is like my favorite mug. I got it from a really dear friend of mine. And now we're actually taking pottery classes together, like a 10 week throw course. So hopefully I'll be able to recreate this in some fashion. So wait, did she actually make that? No, she didn't. It's this woman that I follow on Instagram that we both follow and she bought it for me as like a friend gift, just random kind of gift. Wicked cool. (laughs) I know it was a really, really sweet thing. And she got herself one too. So now we have matching. You have matching boobies. Yes, we do. (laughs) And coincidentally, this kind of looks like how my boobs are shaped as well. And I'm like, what's up with that? So right, take it. It's meant for me, I think. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have to tell you that for anybody who doesn't know, I just want to give a quick little backstory that you and I met through a program that we are in together, a, a mentorship program. And we have come together with four other coaches and amazing women to form what we call the hive sisterhood. And so I will actually put the hive sisterhood information in show notes. So if anybody wants to join us there, they certainly can, but you know, and I'm just going to say it again, because I feel like I can't say it enough. You are such an embodiment of love and um, acceptance and all the delicious and yummy and good things in the world. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I was just kind of really trying to actively listen to what you were saying and receive, you know, because for for me and I think for a lot of women, it's really difficult to receive in general, yes. you know, yes. and so I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean it from like as an energetic being and someone who does energy work, I feel your energy and it's so soft and it's so kind and it's so encompassing. Like it just, I feel like our energy, our energies just mesh together. Oh yeah. I always like when we're on like little meetings together and stuff and they're like, okay, look another sister in the eye. I'm like, okay, where's my Pascal? Um, right. I always find you. (laughs) And every time I find you, we're always like doing (laughs) silly things to each other and making each other laugh and smile. Yes. You do make my heart happy. Oh, you make mine really happy too. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So see, I love that you even brought this up as women. It is hard sometimes to accept Mm -hmm. praise and acknowledgement and compliments, right? Why is that? Why do you think that is? You know, I have no idea. I think it's for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I'm sure it is, right? Because we're all so beautifully different. Um, I know what gets in the way for me is this deep-seated belief that I'm still un uprooting and unwinding, right? That um, what I'm doing or I I don't deserve it, you know, or I'm not enough. Like it always, usually it comes back to something of around, I'm not enough or I don't deserve this unless I do something for somebody else, you know? I mean, even when you were just giving me those beautiful words and compliments, there was a tiny bit of me that wanted to just say something right back to you and not even feel what you just said, you know? So it really took a lot of energy to just sit and like receive. It's it's, it's really difficult for a lot of us. It's very difficult. And as you were describing it, what I'm picturing is this um, cylinder basically. And, you know, you're just tightly just fit into the cylinder. And so there's no space, there's no movement Mm -hmm. and it's not comfortable. And being able to almost force yourself to make the cylinder bigger, right. To create, take up more space. Yes. So you have more room. So you are more comfortable. It's hard. It's hard to do, Mm -hmm. but 
it's worth the effort. Yeah. And that was a great visual. Yeah. Like it's, and it's a great visual in terms of taking up more space as women, you know, too, because I feel like sometimes that phrase can be hard to understand, right. Depending on where you're from, like, what does taking up more space really mean? Like, how do I practically do that? You know, and just Les Pascal and I demonstrated un- unknowingly. Um, it could look like sitting and receiving a compliment and not giving one right back, <laughs> even though it's really uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. But you know. it's so true. Like, oh, I love your blouse. Thanks. It was on sale. You know, I, why? Yeah. Why do we have to say that? <laughs> oh, your hair looks amazing. Oh, I haven't washed it. Like, <laughs> right. right? It's these like, downplays and- it. Yes. Yes. And I think you're right. It does come back to worthiness. Mm-hmm. No matter where we get it from, it comes back to worthiness. Yeah. For a lot of us, it really does. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the not enough um, right. atti- belief and attitudes towards a lot of different things. Not like you being not enough, but like, I don't have enough time to like sit here and receive. I have to go do other things, you know, or, you know, and it's not like we say that in our heads, but it's the, I don't have enough time for this or it's the energy of it. Yeah. Yeah. Or thank you. You just made me feel so good. Now I need to make you feel so good too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's giving it right back. That's what I'm the most guilty of, I think. (laughs) Or one of my, one of my favorites and one that I frequent as well is if I really want something. So this is the other side of receiving, right? Like instead of um, getting something that you didn't ask for, right. But something you enjoy asking for something for yourself, right. Those are two different things. And so, yeah, one of my favorite things to do (laughs) instead of directly asking for something because it's uncomfortable and I feel like I don't deserve it is I will offer the thing that I want (laughs) to my partner or to my friend hey do you want a cup of tea and they're like no and I'm just like okay I won't have what I wanted a cup of tea (laughs) I'm like wait what was I trying to do there you know so that's kind of the other side of uh receiving a little bit right which can be equally as uncomfortable, right? Asking for what you need, which oh, mm-hmm. brings me right back around to your business and what you do. Um, pleasure Roots. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that you are such a, I think you're so courageous. And I think that the service that you offer to women well, to men too, really, right? Because you work with couples. I think the service is invaluable. So let's talk about you and your business a little bit. Yeah, I would love to. And thank you for saying that. I I do feel courageous a lot of the time, to be honest with you, because a lot of the stuff that I'm doing explore is like starts with the self. You know, I feel like you're a coach. You know what I mean when I say this and many coaches out there, we don't really coach on things that we don't know about (laughs) or, or that we haven't experienced maybe ourselves. Right. Um, I've tried that and it feels really inauthentic and like, it doesn't do that person a service really. Right. Um, so I appreciate you saying that because I do have to embody a lot of the work that I teach and dealing with my own discomfort in that first, right. 
dealing with my own issues around why don't I ask for the things that I want, you know, and what's getting in the way for me? Um, because some of the things that might be getting in the way for me might be getting in the way for other people. So, so yeah, I, I created Pleasure Roots um, a year ago, established March 2022. Ooh. And um, thank you. And um, yeah, I guess the idea of the name kind of came from my extreme fascination with inner work and always diving deep within yourself, um, within your roots, as I would say, and figuring out like what, what needs to be um, uprooted, honestly, mm. because there are some things inside of us and beliefs that we were given or that we were conditioned with um, in the first, you know, seven to eight years of our lives that are still there. And maybe they don't serve us as much anymore. They don't serve us in the ways that we want them to. And so, so the roots part of it is really a, a big um, representation of just how I view my own experience in the world. And I think it's very important to understand your experience as deeply as possible. Um, and the pleasure piece is like, you know, how, <laughs> how can we create this like intimate space, this private, intimate thing that we all do either by ourselves or with other people, right? Hey. For the most part, um, how do we make that safe to explore? Um, how do we make it normal to talk about? so that we can actually learn about our bodies and um, how women are different than men. And, you know, just all these things that are really, really crucial, I think, in order to have a really pleasurable sex life. Um, and so, yeah, my philosophy is kind of like following the pull of pleasure wherever it takes you. And, and that can be sexual and non-sexual. Right. So, yeah, that is so, um, yummy sounding and so <laughs> full of possibility, like the pool of pleasure, because I always say I go where the universe takes me. I go with the flow of the universe. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is literally what you're saying is you are just following the pool of pleasure and you go where it takes right. you. And that just feels so warm and, you know, like wrapped up in coziness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's really, um, authentic, you know, when you are really honestly doing the things that, that serve your life and those around you that are important. And, and there, of course, there are going to be things that, that you, that you do that you don't really want to do, you know, there's always stuff like that, but it's, there's a difference between being willing to do it with like a, like a full heart or like a, you know, saying that, okay, I can really give this gift. I can give this as a gift, right. Yes. Versus like tolerating stuff that you, that, which builds resentment, you know, over time. Right. right. And there really is just no room for resentment in an intimate relationship. Right. It, yeah. Just really no just space. deteriorates it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love the energy that you bring into it because I mean, my husband and I have been married for 22 
it'll be 22 years this year. And, um, you know, you and I, when we were talking, yes, all the clapping doesn't mean every year was good, (laughs) you know, and our, on our last anniversary, I made a Facebook post or a social media post somewhere about it. And, um, you know, I said, we've been through our ups and our downs, but there have been more ups than downs. And so we carry on, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's perfect. Um, Absolutely not. But we still keep trying and we still keep working and we still keep connecting. And that is, that's Mm -hmm. what it is. That's reality. Absolutely. Yeah. When I tell people that I'm a sex coach, they, a lot of, (laughs) I get a lot of interesting assumptions. One of them being that like my sex life is perfect. (laughs) Right. It's not. (laughs) Uh, It's not. Enter becoming a sex coach, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, I started talking about my own marriage and I do this. I start talking and forget what my point was. I started talking about my own marriage because we've been married for almost 22 years. And when you and I started talking about you coming on to the show, we talked about um, intimacy later in life and, you know, rediscovering that and everything that is involved in that. So I would love to hear from you, like, what has your research shown you? What has your work with other people shown you about this place in life, like this midlife and beyond place and relationship intimacy? Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, actually I, I was, um, I just interviewed several women who were over 50, who are over 50 um, to kind of find out some of that stuff. Um, as well, because most of my clients are, I would say age 25 to like 40, maybe 35, but I do have one-off clients that are over 50 and I'll be doing an event at the end of March for women over 50. One of the biggest things that I heard this group of women talk about during this stage of life is around how aging and becoming older in society is this like gross kind of thing. It's not celebrated. It's like you have to be more fragile, you know, and kind of talk even differently to people in that group. And it's like, it's a lot, there's a lot of negative stigma around aging when in reality, Mm -hmm. especially um, I'm just going to say, especially for women, just because that's who I would talk to there's so much beauty and so much celebration in the journey of life that thus far, right? Which is far from being over, right? If you're 50 or 55, far from being over, you know? I would and just so like to say I'm 47. I'm not 50, <laughs> but see, there it is. Like we make jokes and things about getting older, right? Right. Right. Cause, and, and I, I, I love jokes, right. I feel like you and I have this similar <laughs> meme humor. <laughs> we do. And, we absolutely do. <laughs> right. And so I bringing humor into everything, I think is extremely helpful and important, especially sex. Um, but yeah, there's this element of aging is bad or aging is is gross. And I think it ultimately is just like our country's dear way with like dealing with death. Like, I don't feel like we deal with death very well. Like there are some other cultures that have a really beautiful way of like 
embracing death and like talking to death and we don't really do that over here and so I think that's why we're just like really scared to get there so we we want to it's a resistant type of thing um so that's a that's a big piece um which is like it's like kind of a big chunk too like how do you (laughs) how do how do how do I as a person like deal with this entire societal view of aging myself you know what I mean like how do you right so um so that's one piece and then I think um another piece can you repeat the question actually (laughs) you're the cutest thing I mean there wasn't a specific question really per se it was more about um this time of life and what um, what it means for intimacy and what women are coming to discover and what you have found out in your research and in your interviews and all of that, because I was on a, um, panel in the back in the fall and our topic was, uh, living forward through peri and post menopause. And so one of the things that I talked about on the panel was the energetic difference of masculine and feminine energy. And the masculine Mm. energy is, ooh, midlife crisis, panic, freak out, you know, all those things. Feminine energy is more of an awakening. Mm -hmm. Mm, Beautifully said. And um, okay, thank you for kind of reminding me of that. Um, Yeah, that was beautifully said. And I think in terms of intimacy, right? The ways that you might have had sex when you were 20 versus the ways that you're having sex when you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 are all going to be different. And as adults, um, maybe, I don't know, after 17, unless you go into the field of human sexuality, none of that information is given to you, (laughs) really. And how you terrible know. is that? I, I know they it's awful. They teach us about acid reflux and they teach us about, why aren't they teaching us about sexuality through the different stages of your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, that was one of the, one of the reasons why I got into this work because I grew up in a small farm town in Kansas and um, I had 47 people in my graduating class. And that's very small, very small. Everybody knew everybody in my town and, and I was related to half of them. Um, and they knew, they not only knew you, they knew your business. Oh yeah. They knew my business. (laughs) (laughs) Totally true. Um, and, um, so 47 people in my graduating class and there wasn't very many girls. There was maybe like 15 of us, like not very many. And, um, actually maybe there were more girls anyway, about eight of them though, eight of the girls of our class were during graduation were pregnant or they are, had already had a child and they were pregnant with their second child. That is a huge percentage. Yeah. Eight out of 47. That's a huge percentage. Wow. Yeah. And so, and not that having a child at a young age, I don't condemn girls who choose that but at the same time you are a girl still (laughs) you're you're a girl and you're still learning how to be in the world and you're still learning about your body and so um 
I just, yeah, there's, there's so much, there's so much that we're not um, sharing with our younger generations to help them responsibly live in the world, you know, be informed with what their choices are when it comes to sex. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big issue, you know, but hope that's kind of why I do what I do. Part of why I do what I do, because when you do get to adulthood, you're like, uh, do I talk to my doctor or like, where do I go? (laughs) Where do I go for these questions? And, um, and then the older you get, depending on what generation you grew up in as well, like even, you know, it's not, it's like until you're maybe 60, when you start to actually explore your body. Right. And so intimacy at an older age, if it's something new or something that was, you were told that you weren't supposed to explore that it was dirty. Right. That's a big one. One, I just want to acknowledge and, and say, whoever is listening, I'm sorry that you had to experience the the displeasure of, of not having access basically, or education to your own body. And that, um, if you want to take steps to start having more intimacy and connection with your body, masturbation is the way to go. (laughs) That's the, that's the thing I give to every woman, basically, no matter what their age. Yeah. So In everything you just said, there are a couple of things that really stood out to me. Um, The first being this idea of, of course, there's no condemning, you know, the girls who were pregnant in high school or right after high school, whatever. It, it just is what it is. Right. But the conversation, what comes to my mind is your brain's not even fully developed yet. You know, you said, but you are still a girl. And that is true. Your brain isn't fully developed. And so God bless these girls, these young women who do this, because not only are they still trying to figure out who they are, Mm -hmm. they're trying to keep another human alive Mm -hmm. and mold another human in a healthy way so they can figure out who they are. Right. And so, I mean, the strength and the courage and the heart that that must take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing that really stood out is that a lot of women you're finding aren't really even sure by the age of 50, who they are what they find pleasurable or displeasurable, um, you know, allowing themselves just to have fun. Right. 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 Because I feel like the cliche or the stereotype is that women are like, um, not tonight. I have a headache, you know, that's the excuse. (laughs) Like it's not okay for it to be your idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, in those types of cliche scenarios, right? The definition of what sex is that she's saying no to or that he's asking for is probably like something that's not very fun for her anymore. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's it's kind of, that's, we have to redefine, um, that's kind of a word that comes to mind, redefine 
what sex is as you evolve in life. You know, it doesn't just happen when you're 50 and that's it. Like it also happens when you're in your thirties too. And when you're in your forties, you know, so it, it happens throughout life and just like redefining what that means for you, you know, because maybe penetration doesn't feel good anymore. You know, maybe that's not really something that feels great or that, um, gets you to orgasm anymore for most women. It's not (laughs) anyway. So, so, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And yes. And I feel like we say that all the time. Um, going back to the panel that I was on living forward through peri and post-menopause, there was an acupuncturist who was also on the panel and she talked about eating in the seasons of your life, just like the seasons of the year. And so I might have already mentioned this to you, but I want to reiterate it because yeah, she was saying that, you know, your twenties are the summer of your life, like everything is hot and spicy. And I feel like that totally resonates with, you know, your sex life and, you know, your digestion, like all of it, it all goes by the season. So you can eat spicy foods. You can, you know, maybe have lots of fun experiences and whatever in your Mm twenties, but by the time you're reaching peri and postmenopause, um, past middle age, really, I would say mm-hmm. you are going into the, the autumn of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what do the foods look like there? They're like squashes and root vegetables and things that are easier to digest and they're deeper rooted colors mm-hmm. and feelings mm-hmm. and vibrations. And so mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like you could write a whole book either you're going to write two books. Let me tell you what they're going to be. One is going to be sex life by the seasons. And two is going to be, um, your sex life by the decade or whatever it's going to be. So, you know, chapter one is adolescence and puberty. Chapter two is your (laughs) twenties. Chapter three is your thirties. I love that. I love that. Thank I you. The I, first I wrote that order. down. Yeah. You're probably going to write my, my forward. So just Fine. perfect. <laughs> I am there for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, and I, I think the, the, the thing that doesn't really change. So t- let's talk about the things that don't change throughout that time and how you can access, right. Because our access points change of how we find pleasure. But what doesn't change is your ability to um, practice and explore how those change, right? That's why I keep going to masturbation because, and it doesn't even have to be masturbation, honestly. Like I've been experimenting, actually today was day 50 of a daily practice that I've been cultivating to bring out my feminine. Cause as you talked about earlier, like, you know, um, there's this balance of masculine and feminine and, and in my life so far, I've been very in the masculine, right? Like doing, 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 doing. Um, and it's great because I've gotten really far in my life. You know, I've, I've done a lot of things that I've wanted to do, but now I'm in a place where I really need to anchor to my desires. And 
to what Aubrey needs and wants because that was also neglected during that masculine time. And so sometimes it's not masturbation. Sometimes it's being in my feminine practice in the morning for an hour to an hour and a half, just following my own desire, which looks really, really different every day. Sometimes that includes masturbation and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, I think spending time with yourself um, is more important, I would say, than masturbation. But I mean, I also, you know, you got to use it or you lose it kind of thing too. (laughs) So you can't just like never masturbate again. And then all of a sudden expect to have really great sex, (laughs) you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, it, everything that you were just saying is that feminine energy of nurturing yourself. It's taking care of yourself and it is hard for people to, and I say people, because I don't know that it's gender specific. Um, I think it's hard for people to be alone, to spend time by themselves as a whole. Obviously some people are really good at it. Um, you know, my husband could go out to dinner with himself and be perfectly fine with it. I would kind of sit there awkwardly. Like, I wonder if people think my spouse has died. Like, (laughs) 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 so I love that you have given yourself this space and this time to nurture yourself, to take care of yourself, to explore everything that you like, that you don't like, that feels good, that doesn't feel good because it brings you to this place of, I would imagine better communication in your relationship with your partner, because now you actually have a knowing of what it is that you want, that you need. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it absolutely does. It, uh, and I think, you know, it, it helps with communication with my friends too, or with really anybody. Um, and it's a great way for me to practice, you know, receiving, Right. We talked about that earlier and practicing receiving. I, I, I like to use tarot to help connect me with my spirit, spirituality or the divine or whatever you call it. And so that's how I practice receiving is by asking during my, during my tarot readings, um, or it could be asking in prayer, right. If that's what you do. So kind of similar. Um, but that's how I practice receiving in the morning. And, and it's, it's interesting because as I'm talking about out loud, I don't know, you wouldn't think that maybe that would help, but it it really does. (laughs) When you practice something every day, just like anything else in our lives, right? The more we practice it, the better we get. Um, It's the same type of, same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes total sense. I mean, it is a muscle. If you don't make the time for it, there will be no time for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it really is carving out that time for yourself, just like you would carve it out for anyone else. Exactly. And I think that's like the basis of it really, like it, it branches out to a lot of things, right? Like communication, you know, um, sex and intimacy. Um, even like, I feel very connected with like my, the, my work, you know, and my purpose. So there's that piece too. But I think when you get down to the root of it, it is really 
prioritizing and making time for you. Yeah. In whatever way that is, you know, and, um, and that within itself is just honoring yourself. You know, that's like the first step really in honoring yourself is making time to do whatever it is that you want to do or, you know, nurture yourself. So. And we both know, and I say it all the time, and I'm sure you do too, that if you don't take time for yourself to replenish yourself, how can you give of yourself fully? You cannot. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really quick way to burn out. Mm. (laughs) I know because I've been there many times, right? (laughs) Many times. Right back to resentment again. Right. Right. And whose fault is it? that you didn't take that time for yourself, right? It's no one's quote unquote fault, but the resentment that you put on someone isn't put on yourself. It's put on your partner or it's put on the other person who you're giving all your energy to when in fact, you're the person who could have regulated that in the first place. Mm, That's very well said. Yeah, that really just resonated with me. Yeah. yeah. The change starts from you. Oh, always like whatever always. change you want to experience in the world. It all starts from you. You kind of create the reality around you, which I didn't really realize until like a few years ago. I was like, oh, I could like choose some different things. <laughs> you right? know? Sweet. Cool. I'm never okay. wearing a bra again. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. That's been my life. Yeah. I, but you know what? I adore you. And you like your mom is just (laughs) the sweetest, cutest thing. And I love that. I got to meet her in one of the workshops that we did together. And, um, she was so cute because I would have expected her to maybe feel embarrassed by the things you were talking about or whatever. She did not. She was there for it. And she's like, that's my girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and my mother's relationship is quite different than it was before in a good way, in a good way. I just know, I know a lot more about her and my dad's sex life now. (laughs) It's a part of it, part of the journey. I'm here for it. But doesn't that change your relationship completely because she feels like she can be open? Exactly. Right. And I mean, like, that's like the the, uh, part of like my mission, you know, and my work is to like normalize, right. How we talk, think and act around sex. And, um, my mom is a great example of this, but anyone really that I say, oh yeah, I'm a clinical sexologist or I'm a sex and intimacy coach. You know, they, we talk about what that is for a moment. And then usually within like 10, 15 minutes, they start telling me about their sex life, just talking to me all about it. And, um, without me ever asking by the way, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but I love it because that it doesn't matter if what they're talking about, it doesn't matter if what they're talking about is true. Even the fact that they're just saying out loud, the things that they're, they're experiencing around sex is all I'm here to do is to like normalize talking about it. And so if by me introducing myself, you talk about sex. I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, that's um, how I deal with my mom too. I love that. And you create this safe container 
And that's why people open right up to you because you are a very safe person. Um, you do have this very welcoming, this very comforting, safe energy. My dog really is enjoying this conversation <laughs> is what I have to say. <laughs> oh, but, Love you know, that. I want to... Um, maybe pick your brain a little bit about what you've noticed between, you know, women in their say twenties to thirties and their maybe willingness to open up mm. versus these women in their 50 plus in the 50 plus age group that you have been talking to now, like who opens up faster, who starts talking faster, who squirms the most, Mm, that's a great question. I think the, um, hmm, it's really tricky to answer that because, you know, in our society, um, how do I want to say women are very sexualized, even when they don't feel sexual themselves. Yep. Um, at all ages and in our society, it's better a little bit now, but the message to women, female bodied was, you know, that, that your, your needs and your desires aren't really important in your, your body is a tool kind of, that's like the message I received anyway. And so when a woman is asked about herself and her sexuality only most of them like can't shut up about it <laughs> like there's not really a lot of squirming because it's like fucking finally somebody asked me about my sex and my experience finally and so a lot of the time it's i'm getting goosebumps uh, a lot of the time it's women who are they don't really squirm at all. They are happy to share because they haven't really had um, either I, either anyone asked them before, or you know this is maybe um, a courageous step that they're already taking to prioritize their sexuality um, and therefore like their own desires. And so sometimes maybe those women I have to kind of coax a little bit, you know, because that, that step of just booking, you know, was the, was a really courageous step, yeah. you know, but I, I would say for the most part, they're pretty excited to talk about it. You know, it's maybe weird for the first session, <laughs> you know, I'm like, so tell me about your masturbation patterns. Like, what do you do? And they're like, uh, like touch myself. And I'm like, no, 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 we need specifics here. <laughs> you know, I'm like digging in, but after like 30 minutes of talking about it, it's just like anything else. It's just like anything else. So. I love that because 20 years ago, the answer, I can't stop smiling, listening to your <laughs> response. The entire time you were formulating this response, like my cheeks are hurting because I couldn't stop smiling, listening to this response because 20 years ago, the answer would have been completely different. Oh no, we can't talk about that. So the mm -hmm. fact that no matter what age group you're talking to, the uh, response time and the um, energy and the response is similar. I yeah. love that so much. 
Yeah, and me too. Let's be honest. You know, if you start going to a new therapist or a new coach or a new doctor, it doesn't matter what you're going for. That initial 30 minutes is awkward anyway. Right. So the fact that that's only as long as it takes for a woman to get comfortable and start sharing organically with you, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, for the most part, right? There, yeah. there are some that might take a little longer and that's okay. There's no wrong or right way to go about it at all. You know, co- coaching, that's the beauty of, of hiring a coach in my perspective, because I've hired many in my life is like, you know, they go at the, the energy and the pace that you present. Basically it's, it's all driven by me and how my life needs to go. So exactly. It's the same type of thing. Yeah. 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 That was a great question though. I loved that. <laughs> I was going to say, it's what okay. question did I ask? I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> But this is what happens when you and I start talking, isn't it? Like we just end up on a completely different trajectory than where we started. And I love that. Perfect. I know. Mm -hmm. Me too. It's perfect. I love that my people who are listening get to hear you and experience you and all the things. I will absolutely put all your information in the show notes. So anyone Mm -hmm. who wants to get in touch with you can, I feel completely comfortable referring people to you and recommending you because you just really, I have so much trust in you. There's so much safety, like I said, so you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a great way to start my day. All these like lovely compliments. I just feel like I'm being washed over. (laughs) So before we, I know that, you know, we need to go soon, but before we stop talking, tell me about your event that's coming up for women 50 plus. Okay. So, um, it is an in-person event. So it's for, for all the people who live near, I would say, um, Seattle. Um, it's actually in a town called Edmonds, which is 25 minutes North of Seattle. Yeah. It's for women over 50. It's called sexy and confident after 50 reclaiming your body and your intimacy. And it will likely be going over um, redefining sex, kind of what we talked about earlier, like all the things that we talked about earlier, actually redefining sex and kind of like how to go about doing that. You know, what does that look like? We'll probably talk a lot about masturbation (laughs) and and, um, pleasure zones around the body, do some mapping. And, um, it will probably also have, it's like a three hour workshop. It's well, it could be two hours. I haven't actually decided yet, but, um, we'll probably actually spend a lot of time, like tuning into our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, because that's not really a natural thing for a lot of us, myself included. It's still something I practice every day. So that way I can stay in tune with it. again, just over time in our country, we've been taught to like kind of sever that tie and really just operate from our neck up, like using our head only. And, and our minds are wonderful. And my mind is so cool. Loves solving all kinds of problems. (laughs) She's got a, she's got a wild imagination too. You guys don't even know you should see her brain on an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) 
<laughs> holy, it is like a thing of beauty sharing screen and watching Aubrey just go ham on an Excel spreadsheet. I just said go ham. Yes, I did. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I need to send this pot this episode when when it airs to all of my old coworkers that I used to work with because they're gonna crack up at just that line. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably include like a lot of connection to body exercises. So maybe some guided visualization or some dance. We're definitely going to have some music going at some point in times. Um, and, and deep reflection on, you know, what you want, you know, try to really, I think, spend a lot of time there because particularly women, um, in that generation, had even even worse messages than we do now um, oh, yeah. throughout their lives of yeah like not really knowing what they want and and how could they right because throughout their lives they had all the I feel like you talk about this a lot all these different labels you know yeah. motherhood wife and and all these things and so getting back to themselves I think is going to be kind of the theme of it because you know, when I'm in my feminine practice, um, I feel sexy and confident. <laughs> I'm by myself too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not doing it for anybody else. It's all for me. And I feel really good in my body. And then that, that carries throughout the rest of the day, you know? So if I can bring pieces of that to the workshop, that's what I'd like to do. So I love that. And it makes sense that it would carry throughout the rest of the day, because if you can tune into your own body and really get a sense for your most authentic self, and you feel more confident because you know your most authentic self, of course, that would impact the rest of your day. Right, right. And um, for those that aren't, you know, that further your listeners that aren't in Seattle, Right. Um, and if you wanted to see kind of what I'm talking about when it comes to this feminine practice, you know, and kind of anchoring to your desires and, you know, maybe you're not in a position that you want to hire a coach yet, you know, or anything like that. But I've created um, a course called the um, Find Your Feminine Again. Um, and it's an online course and you can go at your own pace. And so um, that might just be something to check out if you're kind of interested in what Pascal and I are talking about, or you want to like kind of connect with yourself a little bit more, prioritize yourself a bit more, you know, that's kind of what I go through in that course. And um, I have like a step-by-step -step workbook to go along with it. So you can kind of reflect and then practice and reflect and then practice, you know, so. And I feel like that's a really good way for anyone who's a little uncomfortable or a little nervous to be in person or even just live on a Zoom having this conversation, great way for someone to dip their toe in and start getting used to, you know, these ideas or these phrases or these words before they're live and in person or, you know, live on Zoom with someone talking about them. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you laughing yeah. there. Mm-hmm. All right, lovey. I could talk to you forever, but alas, <laughs> I know I could talk forever, <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. I just want to say again, that everything that you're bringing to humanity 
to, you know, feminine energy is just so beautiful. Every you're making such an impact on the collective and, you know, I just think it's all beautiful and you're fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, this, like sometimes it gets, you get kind of, you see the same stuff, right? Cause it's just through your eyes, you know, right. so it's always just seeing the same and sometimes it gets distorted. And so hearing another person tell me that my work is important is really encouraging and it's really validating. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Mm, your work is so important and I honor you for it because it's just so different in many ways. I was going to say, it's just so different from mine, but it's not, it's really <laughs> not. We just use different yeah. words. That's all. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so never mind. You and I are both amazing people. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> all right. Lovey. Thank you for being in the workshop and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you, Pascal. It was such a joy. When we finished recording our conversation, I got an email from Aubrey to say that she has decided to gift my listening audience a 40% discount on her online course, Find Your Feminine Again. Super exciting. So if you would like to register for Find Your Feminine Again, you can find the registration link in show notes and be sure to use promo code HAPPINESS to get your 40% discount. I told you Aubrey was amazing. You can find her contact information in show notes, and I encourage you to make her a part of your feminine experience. If you like her now, you'll love getting to know her better and working with her in the future. I am holding so much gratitude for each of you and appreciate that you continue to come to the workshop week after week to learn more about yourself. Keep moving purposely forward on your path toward happiness and always remember to go within. Good night. Thank you for being part of the Women Finding Clarity community and for making the Happiness Workshop podcast part of your week. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share the Happiness Workshop podcast with a friend. These are simple ways to help us get our show in the ears and on the minds of more listeners. We know that happiness is a workshop, so find more tools to guide you forward on your path to happiness at www.womenfindingclarity.com. A reminder to keep moving forward on your path to happiness and always remember to go within.